Welcome back into the great Scott show, the great sports callers open think tank. We are in the month of June. Women's College World Series um, beginning this week in Oklahoma City. And I know uh, a man and a team whose goal is to get back there, Louisiana's Raging Cajuns. Their season uh, came to an end eight days ago in uh, a competitive final in Baton Rouge. Head coach of Louisiana Raging Cajun softball joins us now, Coach Jerry Glasgow. Jerry, uh, first off, good morning. How are you? Uh, good morning. I'm doing good. So now now that you've had, I guess, uh, a little over a week to process uh, the season coming to an end, do you feel any different than you did eight eight days ago, you know, or do you kind of feel the same way throughout the offseason when a season ends and you come up short of a goal? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a migration, you know, as you, your thoughts, you know, when season ends, you're frustrated and you're disappointed and you're a lot of different things, you know, it's, it's a bitter ending always when you start working in September and, you know, you practice all year and then it ends. And so I'm, I'm always, you know, angry, frustrated, disappointed, all those things. And then as time moves forward, you you move away from those the strongest of those thoughts and, and kind of start to realize that not just the process, you know, there's, there's right now there's eight teams left out of 290. So you, you got to learn to deal with that as part of the, the process eliminates your, you know, your team and other teams and, but you don't want to be one of the ones eliminated ever. So you, you you tend to think more logically, I think, after time goes on. How, how do you spend the week after a season ends and it ends you know, earlier than you'd hoped? Is there something you can do work-wise to kind of throw yourself into it, or do you have to kind of get away maybe from it all? I know you have exit interviews and whatnot, but after that, what do, what do you start to do as the offseason begins? Well, the the week after season is actually probably the busiest week of the year, and because you have all your players wanting to go home, uh, you know they want to get home as quick as they can normally, and so before they leave, you do exit interviews where you talk about the season, talk about next year, make sure you know players plan on coming back, um, talk about what you know you feel like they did well, what what you think they need to spend their off season working on what we want to develop next year, kind of get a thought in, you know, thoughts in about individual performance and the team performance and things that we can do. And then, you know, you begin, there's just a whole lot of things that you put off while season's going on. You just put things off, you know, you, your dentist, you know, your personal dentist appointments and doctor appointments and all those kinds of things you, you be, you, you immediately start catching that up because now we start recruiting in a week. The day after the World Series, we'll be on the road recruiting. So you've got about a narrow window there of about two weeks where you shift from being bogged down from coaching to, you know, getting everything done and caught up and and get ready to go back out on the road now for the next 60 days recruiting. Um, so, like for me, mowing the yard or, or spraying the fence lines and, uh, you know, getting getting the house ready, uh, fixing fixing things that's been put off around the house, 
Uh, I one of my I had a I had a toilet leaking, so I had to fix that today. After I thought that was, you know, you go, <laughs> you that's kind of your punishment. You look for things. So anyway, it's getting caught back up around the house. Gotcha. And and then this it's been a and then I watch every the super regional. I try to watch every game. I think it's like a punishment. You know, if you if you're not playing, you should have to be watching. <laughs> so I, I think I would like punishing myself. Like, nope, you get in there and watch it. You didn't. You, you need to if you're if you're not gonna play in it, you need to have to watch and see, you know, what they're doing and 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 study their teams. And so I, I watch I watch about every single inning of every game. ESPN fourteen twenty with with a little more reflection now and exit interviews done. What uh? What do you look back at of this season? What are you most proud of? Uh, you know, I'm proud of the seniors that that came back and tried to, you know, get us further. I think that takes enormous commitment to the program, and you know, they they entered unknown territory. You know, when they come back for that sixth year. None of us had experience in that. I'd never coached kids that had played that long. And, and I think that it took a lot of commitment from, you know, Summer and Alyssa and Julie and Caitlin uh, to come and play that extra year when they could have just went on with their lives, you know. And and we didn't get as far as we wanted to go. But the effort and the just to accept that opportunity to come back and represent your school one last time, I think really proud of that and really, you know, you realize how special that effort was for them kids to choose to do that. Head coach Jerry Glasgow, Louisiana Raging Cajun softball, our guest, ESPN 1420. Um, exit interviews, Coach, did you learn? I mean, do you expect to have the most of your roster back or are there going to be changes outside of just the seniors that are – obviously moving on to the next stage of their life? Well, you know, the extra interviews, you have some kids that you have to come to reality with them that, you know, where you feel like they fell short as far as, you know, we had we had academic casualties. Um, you know, kids just didn't do the things that we asked them to do in the classroom. And, and, and you know, we – at the exit interview, you talk about that, you know, like, and you 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 have the reality that, you know, you 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 know, you're not welcome back here. If you can't give us meal, if you can't give our friend here in the classroom, than that, if you can't if you can't go to class every day, you're here to be a student athlete, and if you can't do that, then you're not welcome in our program. And I'm not going to name names, but we. You know, we lost kids to – we did have a uh, – you, know, you know, every year I think you have one or two kids that they just go to college and they really don't want to go to college. They want to be there, but they don't want to go to college. And so that was a factor in our interviews this year. And you have, you know, playing time. Some kids want more playing time than they got this year. And you look at the roster and you realize, like, it's probably not going to happen. So – Rather than those kids come back and knowing that they're going to be frustrated next year, you know, you you, you allow them to go on and and try to find a place that fits their talent better. Um, 
So, but our roster, you know, the key players, yeah, everybody, you know, the the key key players of our roster will, uh, as far as you know, I, every everybody's coming back that that we had to have come back, and of course, this was an unusual year where you had also we we had some kids graduated. You know, they finished their commitment to the university, they finished their their classes, and they've got their degree, they've got their BS degree. And and now next year the NCA doesn't allow us. They don't they don't allow us to give them that scholarship above and beyond your twelve scholarship limit. And and we had some kids graduated. Mm-hmm. And and we've already got kids coming in in the fall. We got freshmen coming in the fall. Um, I think eleven freshmen that were coming in to replace those kids. So it makes no sense for that kid to come back and pay for education here at our school out of their own pocket with their replacement already on campus on a roster. And so we lost a couple of kids at, to graduation, which is normal, and and really good kids too, by the way, like exceptional student-athletes. And, and I don't know, you know, they're, they're not decided at this point if they want to go play ball one more year somewhere else or just – go on to work and start making a living. So that that's a choice I'll make, but they won't be back at our program in the fall unless unless something changes. And those are kids that, you know, they call you and say, hey, I, I really thought about it for a month. You know, they may call me July 15th and say, I want to come back. Well, these are really good kids. And if they do want to come back, we'll try to we'll try to work that out. But the plan at this point isn't for them to come back. So we're – you know, I'm excited. We we got 27 kids on our roster next year, and that's that's enough. We don't we don't want any more than that. And that's you get when you get up around 30, it, you just you just neglect certain needs of certain athletes because you just simply don't have enough time and space. Uh, you know, we only have 20 26 lockers, and so you hate to you know you don't want to have five six kids that don't have a locker, so. A program really designed to run around 25, 26 kids, and and we'll start to fall right above that 26, 27, and then you know by the end of the year I'd expect the attrition of a normal school year would be somewhere in that 22 to 24 range. So I think our roster's in great shape. It's you know the COVID has caused everybody's roster to be a little bit bigger than you than you planned on it to be, but. Uh, Everything seems to be in good shape. Jerry Glasgow, our guest, ESPN 1420. What What is uh, one more aspect of this offseason, Jerry, that um, you you feel like you have to tackle between now and the start of next season, uh, whether it be, you know, in the staff, whether it be on the diamond, whether it be a, a certain aspect to the team that you felt like had it been a little better this year, you guys could still be playing? Like what is at the top of your list this offseason season? between now and, and, and next February that you feel like this is number one on the checklist. I got to check this off. Uh, well, I just want to be better in every area. I think, you know, I, uh, in one of Kevin Foote's articles, you know, he said that I thought the pitching would be better next year. And I may have said that. I, I, I hope our pitching is as good or better. I think that's the way I would mean to say that because, Man, you you got Summer Ellison leaving one ninety nine games, and mm-hmm. you know when I read it, I flinched a little bit because 
and I may have, I may have actually been what I said because as a coach, you always, you want your hitting to be better. You want your base running to be better. You want your pitching to be better. But then when you, you look logically and realistically, <laughs> Summer Ellison was a miracle for me as a coach over these last four years. And when you lose a player like her, you lose a, a huge, huge void. But on the other side, you know, I do think Kendra Lamb, she, there's no reason not to logically think she can come back and be better than she was this year. We've got a, a really good freshman coming in um, in Sam Landry, and then we've got two more freshmen coming in that are very, very talented pitchers. And a lot of times, you know, most of the time I would say this, most of the time when you bring in three freshmen, four freshman pitchers or four freshman shortstops, you, when they get to campus, there's times when one's better than the other and you never know how it's going to turn out. So I think logically we have hope that our pitching can maintain the level we're at and then over time even improve but just due to depth and having more more people. We've got a good transfer coming in that's had success in the SEC and, and pitched against you know some really good teams and, and always had a good record. And we expect her to compete for the for the number one spot. So we got some things with our pitching staff that we hope and that we can, you know, be better and improve our pitching. But we've got a huge. We just had a huge loss there with Summer Ellison, and and we got a. That's a that's a I guess my number one concern. Offensively, man, we lost a lot too. You know, you go down the lineup. We lost a lot of offense with Rawls and Dalton and Bryant and Mills. But but right off the bat, you know, we had Rain O'Neill and, and Taylor Romans on the sideline this year and those are two great hitters. So those take two of those six spots that you lost and and in defense we lost the whole starting infield. So we've got a lot of exciting young players coming in that we believe we can fill the voids on our infield. We got Mayu who played a great shortstop for us for 16 games while Alyssa was hurt. You know, we hope we can maintain or even, you know, over the next couple of years improve that defense. But uh, as a coach, you, you never accept – you don't want to ever accept, well, we're not going to be as good at this or we're not going to be as sure. good at that. That yeah. won't get you very far in life. You, you, start, you start planning how we can become – as good, and then how can we become better? And when you lose an enormous senior class with a lot of talent, you 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 realize you're going to have to eat your Wheaties and get up early every morning to do that. But the the talent that we have coming in through that this freshman class is really exciting to us, and we've waited four years to get here. Uh, you know, it was as soon as I got the job in twenty and, and early months of twenty nineteen. Now, 2017 and early 2018. So, you know, four years ago, this is what we were working on, getting all this group of kids committed, and now they're finally here. So I want to, you know, I'm I'm very sad, and, you know, to lose the, the great seniors that we lost and the kids that played here for these last four years. But I'm also very excited about this particular group of athletes and, and then the, the ability to be able to develop kids over a four-year period you know, we've been able to do that a little bit with Kendra Lamb. You see the development in Kendra over a three-year period, and I'm really proud of that. And and Taylor Romans, you know, we didn't get to see it in season because she went down by injury pretty early. But if you watch fall practice, just that year-to-year development, 
from her first year to her second year was really amazing to watch. And and then next year, of course, we'll have like Sophie Piscos will be a, a sophomore next year, and we're going to see the development of her over this 18 to 20 month period as we go into season. And all those things are things that I'm extremely excited about. And I think the future of our program is 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 really really solid. ESPN fourteen twenty, good stuff, Jerry. This is my final question. Uh, you talk about the freshman class and uh, the de- the development and the excitement surrounding that. Um, you did mention earlier uh, transfer. I know uh, Megan Scorman had announced on social media she'd be transferring to us. She entered the transfer portal back in February. When when it comes to the transfer portal, I guess it's a it's, it's a two part question here, and then we'll let you run. And, and we appreciate you coming on all season long. Um, how has that changed your job? How does that change the recruiting process, the current transfer portal, the way it's currently set up? And then the follow-up to it is, how do you balance the, we can get this great player in the transfer portal with what you were just talking about? Man, the the ability to bring in you know athletes as freshmen and develop them in this system. Does that question make sense? Absolutely. And I think it's a question that everyone in, in college softball is asking and everyone's no one knows the answer because we've never had the availability of this many transfers so at this point right now there's a there's a little over a thousand kids on the transfer portal today uh i think it was 993 that was on the portal on friday and by the end of the day you'll be at 1050 by the end by this friday expect that portal to be around 1200 kids so you think about that, that's almost five kids per college team or four kids per college team. That's a lot of athletes on the portal. And, you know, those are kids looking for a place to go. And, and you know, some of them are going to be at a point here before long where they're not even looking for a scholarship. They're just wanting to walk on and try to help your program or help a program and get an opportunity from the program. So, I think that, you know, I, my long-term plans when I took the job was to to get to the 2021 20, class and and we'd use transfers to fill the voids in the in the very weak recruiting classes of 18 and 19 and and 20 and and then once we got to 21 we could go back to normal routine and that's that's still my plan that's what I want to do I, I still will use a transfer if it's an exceptional transfer. I want to, you know, thoughts are like, I, I don't want a one-year transfer. If I if if I take a transfer from this point forward, I want to be sure we get at least two years out of that transfer. And I, I guess that if a Sierra Bryant came along in December, a kid that's a, you know going to be a preseason All-American, um, yeah, you know what that that'll make your coach open his eyes and listen, perk sure. up and yeah. listen and. Consider that, but especially this year with with so many freshmen coming in, we want to we want to really give those kids every opportunity to to take control of our program and and have them here for three or four years, and and you know I'm thrilled. Like Campbell from um, Texas A&M has got three years left. I think she'll be a fan favorite. She's she's a very talented athlete. I was thrilled to get her. Where you know you. You you know she's going to be here for three more seasons, and she's already got two years of experience. 
I think those are the type athletes and the type of uh, transfer that you you know you want to add or ideally, and then you want to add if you if you forgot a void in your program, uh, something you know you have a, a certain type of injury. But we've we've had great success with the transfers coming in, and you know we've been very fortunate. Nobody's benefited. Well, I'll say this: since I took the job, nobody lost more. You know, when when we lost DJ Sanders and Leah Creighton and Alyssa Denham, and I think there was thirteen, fourteen players that left, and you know we lost a lot of talent in 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 that process of when the coaching staff changed, and 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 we also, you know, we benefited from it. We we picked up a lot of great players, Sarah Hudak and Caitlin Alderink and Alyssa Dalton and. You know, Rain O'Neill, those are all transfers that come in as transfers. So to say you'll never do that again would be absolutely foolish. But I think that we do want it to be, um, it, we, we relied on it due to the coaching staff turnover at the extreme level, both ways. We lost and we gained. And I think as we go now through the next four years with the stability that we have, We'll see a lot less, a lot, lot less, and we'll have see a lot more return to normal recruiting with a freshman class. Rage Cajun softball coach Jerry Glasgow has been our guest this morning. Jerry, I appreciate you coming on all season long. Um, look forward to doing it again next year, my friend. All the best. Enjoy the off season, and when you get some time, enjoy some hunting because I know you love to go and get some hunting in the off season. Yeah, we'll we'll get a. We'll get through the recruiting season this summer, and I love to recruit. And uh, looking really forward after COVID year of missing recruiting, I'm looking forward to that. And then this fall, uh, I'll I'll be a, I'll get to spend a lot of time in the field. I promise. I, I won't neglect myself on that. There you go. Appreciate it, Jerry. All the best. Thank you. Appreciate you. Head coach Jerry Glasgow, Louisiana Raging Cajun softball. We'll take a two-minute timeout when we come back. Eight o'clock hour, the Gray Scott Show. Two TTT terrible tune Tuesday. A look at the NCAA regionals and more. Jay Walker in studio. It's ESPN fourteen twenty. Did he get to try any biscuits in Montgomery? No one else cares except me. I'm dying to find out. Don't go anywhere.